Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And uh, we were waiting for Kim Campbell to be on the phone. And uh, there she is. Good morning, Kim. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing okay. Thank you. It is so good of you to join us to talk about uh, something that is very important to so many people across the country and across the world, and that is being an Alzheimer's caregiver and uh, the certainly things you go through, which uh, you run the gamut of emotions. So I'm, I'm really glad you speak out about this because I know some people choose to be private, and I'm glad that you're not one of them. Well, thank you. Um, it affects so many millions of people, so many families. It's, it's such a devastating diagnosis and um, it's a difficult disease to navigate you know it's it lasts for so many years takes such a toll on the family so I'm just honored to be able to be a part of the Alzheimer's community and to help in any way I can yeah and uh, your husband Glenn Campbell was in the the public spotlight and when you got a spotlight on you sometimes it's it's hard to hide right Right, and uh, that was really never his goal. He's always been really open and honest about his life and the different challenges he's faced. And, um, you know, he struggled with alcoholism uh, back in the early 80s. And with God's help, he overcame that and was, you know, I think an example to a lot of people. Um, Just, and now to be faced with Alzheimer's and to do what he did, inviting, you know, filmmakers to come along and, and actually share his journey with millions of people. I'm just so so proud of him for, you know, raising awareness and helping caregivers know they're not alone, families know they're not alone, and bringing the disease out of the shadows and helping destigmatize it. When uh, this was, was happening to Glenn, uh, who, who knew first, Kim, that something was, was afoot? Was it you? Was it Glenn? Was it somebody else in the family? Was it the physician? I think Glenn knew something was wrong. He wasn't feeling right. You know, a lot of times people early on become depressed or have some anxiety, and they don't know why. Um, so we were we were um, dealing with that. And then, I, of course, I noticed it, but as people age, there are certainly, you know, normal memory lapses that we all experience. And it's hard to know if there's something going on or if it's just the normal aging process. But, um, you know, in retrospect, you can look back and we could all see now that those memory lapses were part of this disease. When you actually received a physician's diagnosis of Alzheimer's, what was that like for for you as a a couple? Because... Um, obviously you feel for the other individual in a partnership, but then I would imagine you think to yourself, wow, this is also going to be life-changing for me as well. 
Yeah, when we got the diagnosis, um, the doctor told us we were sitting there together. And as his wife, I didn't want to let on that it scared me, you know, for his sake. So I just sat there quietly and listened, and so did he. He really took it with a lot of grace. I inside was panicked. I really didn't know much about Alzheimer's at all, but um, I had a million questions, and I had to begin the process of educating myself about the disease. And the more I learned, the the more frightened I became. Um, but you know, it's you have to accept it because there's no way to slow the disease or stop it at this point. That's why I'm so happy to be you know coming to. Pennsylvania with the Bright Focus Foundation to help raise funds for research and raise awareness and um, continue searching for a cure. And I I think that your story and, and Glenn's story illustrates beautifully one thing that is a truth, and that is that even after a diagnosis like this, which, you know, is is it's difficult to hear that life, life can go on. You don't have to stop your life right there. And uh, you and you and Glenn uh, certainly kept moving forward, and he uh, continued to uh, perform and, and uh, put out uh, beautiful music works even in the aftermath of this. So it doesn't have to be the end. It just has to be, I suppose, uh, a very definitive change. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. In the early middle stages, you can still function and live a fulfilling life. You just gradually need to keep, you know, garnering more support around yourself to um, compensate for for your weaknesses, but to support your strengths. And, um, you know, that's that's the gift, I guess, if there is a gift in Alzheimer's, is that you, you know you have a long journey and you can... Um, prepare for it as you go, and that's what we did. We we embraced each other and and had that those beautiful years together to um, cherish. And um, even you know even going into the late stages, we still learned to appreciate each other and and um, you know you you start learning to live in the moment not focused on the past, not focused on the future, but just to to cherish every moment that you have together as a family. And uh, certainly when uh, you're in the public spotlight, you, you know, you, people look to you, and uh, certainly in the case of Glenn, I mean, here's somebody that uh, across many, many generations, you know, people feel like they have a little part of Glenn Campbell because, the, the songs that he did while big radio hits seem so intimate to people. You know, there, there are certain songs of his that, you know, you really feel his, his emotions in them. And, you know, the back catalog, like, uh, you know, Wichita Lineman and Gentle on My Mind. And then that song, Ghost on the Canvas, which I think is, is so moving. Um, how, how did that help people... Um, reach back out to him and, and show their, their love and, and admiration and maybe share with you, Kim, that, listen, uh, maybe their wife or, or their husband was in a similar situation and they were able to reach back, so to speak, as he had reached them so many times. Well, the doctors told us that continuing to do music was really healthy for Glenn's brain. And I know they're finding that in research now that um, it, it 
activates all the different regions of the brain at, at once and and um, stimulates new neurons and, and connections. So, you know, people have, have told us that he inspired them to integrate music more into their therapies. But um, additionally, you know, songs that were in the film, like I'm Not Gonna Miss You, that Glenn and his his producer, Julian Raymond, co-wrote, was nominated for an Oscar and won a Grammy for Best Country Song. Um, that song especially really resonated with caregivers because it, it talked about the disease from his perspective. Um, he, he, it was like he was saying to me, don't worry about me. I'm not going to miss you. You're the one that's going to have the sadness of, and the heartbreak and the tears and the struggle. But don't, at least don't worry about me because I'm going to be fine. So um, his music continues to inspire. In fact, he's also nominated for a CMA Award on November 8th. I'm going to go to that award show here in Nashville for a duet that he did with Willie Nelson. Uh, ain't it funny how time slips away? <laughs> so, I mean, even even now, his music is still touching people. And that song was actually recorded um, right before he recorded I'm Not Gonna Miss You. So it's in the in the middle stages, right at the end of our tour. He was still able to make beautiful music, and, and um, it's a gift that he's left behind for all generations, I think. I'm so, again, he just amazes me, and I'm so proud of him. We know as, as caregivers, Kim, that that role is very, very, very difficult. And we know that it's exhausting. And uh, we know that sometimes caregivers lose themselves in, in the other person. Um, how did you manage to, to strike a balance when you had some... There were difficult times for you. I know that. I, I read some of the things that happened. And, you know, you, you had your hands full. So how did you not lose yourself over all this? Yeah, most people think that um, dementia or Alzheimer's is just about losing your short-term memory, becoming forgetful, but you actually lose your ability to think and reason. You're, you lose your ability to communicate verbally or to understand language. It affects your depth, depth perception visually. Um, you can become suspicious and paranoid, and Glenn and many others become combative, so these are very serious things to deal with for caregivers, and it's it's emotionally for you as a family member, it's so depressing to see your loved one slipping away like this and to see them struggle and um, to change and lose lose themselves. So um, I, I became very depressed and joined a support group with other women whose husbands had Alzheimer's, and they were all depressed too. So I decided to start a, a website, a blog, a lifestyle guide for caregivers called careliving.org to um, put a positive voice out there to try to, to look at the um, situation in a positive way to encourage others. And, and um, it helped me. You know, when I feel like I'm helping others, it helps pull me out of the depression and try to bring some kind of purpose out of the tragedy. Um, of Alzheimer's, but it is really tough. Another another thing I'm trying to do with Care Living is to educate caregivers about different care options. There's a, there was stigma attached to Alzheimer's when Glenn was diagnosed, and he helped remove that stigma by being public about it. And now I'm trying to remove the stigma of long-term care because um, a, a 
a memory care community is not a nursing home. A nursing home, you know, provides round-the-clock medical care for people that are acutely ill with cancer or, or whatever their situation is. They need physical therapy. But a memory care community is just that. It's a community for the whole family because dementia affects the entire family. And it's a place of um, engagement and um, music therapy, art therapy, pet therapy. And, you know, all these other families are going through the same thing you are. So we're all there to support each other, to love each other, to lift each other up. And and people with dementia can get 24-7 care with, with a team of professionals that know how they're trained, you know, especially for people with dementia. So... When, when we joined the memory care community, it made all the difference in the world for our whole family. Glenn was much more content and much more at peace, and I had other people there to support me and love me through the process. So um, I just want people to know that these these care options exist and how great they are. Uh, of course, you know, every community is different, so you have to do the research and you have to look for one that's right for you, but um, you don't you can't do it alone, and you shouldn't think that you have to do it alone. There's help out there, and you just need to educate yourself about the resources. And certainly in the coming years, Kim, this will become a topic where more and more families will have this as a reality. I mean, that's demographically just the way it's going to be. Yes, it it absolutely is. It already, there's 5.6 million people with Alzheimer's in the United States and 15 million caregivers. And it's just growing because, you know, the population is continuing to age and, um, we haven't found a way to slow it down yet. So I, I definitely am advocating for um, healthy lifestyles. Um, the caregivers are especially at risk for developing dementia because um, they they end up not taking care of themselves, neglecting their own health, exercise, nutrition. All of that's really important to um, to stave off any kind of disease, but, you know, Alzheimer's as well. They do think depression is could... Um, could contribute to, you know, people developing Alzheimer's. So it's important to keep your mental health well. You you are obviously working with a foundation, and they're looking towards solutions. Kim, are you seeing anything that you, you find to be perhaps some optimism? I, I guess uh, we're looking at early, more of an early diagnosis, which I know people do look at. And then I know that we're looking at some drugs that... Uh, arrest the effects at a certain point, and then some that can maybe peel some of those effects back. But uh, this this is a lot of work that they have ahead of them, right? Yeah, there are hundreds of clinical trials going on around the country and a lot of great companies that are working on finding a cure. And so I'm encouraged. I've, I've, I actually went on a trip with Bright Focus down to Houston and, and visited some of the labs down there and met some of the scientists that they were um, funding. And I, I was very encouraged, you know, to see such brilliant minds that are on this. Um, and they just need more funds to, you know, to keep going until they find a cure. Okay. And you're coming to uh, Scranton to the Cultural Center this coming Thursday. And uh, you are going to be in a panel discussion with some individuals who uh, who know this pretty well, including uh, the Pennsylvania Department of Aging Secretary Teresa Osborne and uh, some other panelists who are uh, well-respected in our area. So I think that's a good opportunity. Again, that's at the Scranton Cultural Center this coming Thursday. 
uh, 5.45 to 8 p.m., uh, Alzheimer's and Caregiving, and Evening with You, Kim Campbell. I hope a lot of people do come out because this issue is uh, very important to many who live in northeastern Pennsylvania. We have a kind of an upward senior population, so this is something that interests. We know that other people are affected, but sometimes we think of that demographic of seniors. So I hope you enjoy your, your visit here, and uh, best of luck when you, you go to get that award in November. I, I hope you pick it up. Ah, I hope so, too. <laughs> Kim Campbell. I'm looking forward to coming to Pennsylvania and meeting everybody, and um, thank you so much for for having me on your show. Well, thanks for doing what you do. I know it's uh, important for people to come forward, to, and I'm, I'm glad you did again because I, I think that uh, you have a lot to say, and we look forward to your visit. So thank you. All right. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.